What's on display today? The whisper of rushing water, the chatter of monkeys in the treetops, the warm sunlit air, the heavy scents of black soil and tropical flowers. You would think that you are standing in the middle of a tropical rainforest. Well, you'd be half right. It's a rainforest, all right, the one that is carefully curated in a glass building a few miles away from Lake Erie. Welcome to the rainforest at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo in Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome to On Display Podcast, the podcast in which we explore the design, construction, and operation of zoos, theme parks, museums, and beyond, and celebrate what makes them special to the visitor experience. I'm your host, Nicole. I look forward to having you along with me on this special behind-the-behind-the-scenes journey. Today is March 24th, 2017. Before we get started, I just have one quick announcement, and that is we finally have a website. It has info on each podcast episode, video playlists, and relevant links for each exhibit. Be sure to check it out. The address is ondisplaypodcast.com. You can also see what we're up to with our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, or contact me directly through my email at ondisplaypodcast at gmail.com. The Rainforest Building at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo was completed in 1992. The two-acre structure houses more than 10,000 plants and more than 600 animals. It features two stories called the Upper Rainforest and the Lower Rainforest. The ground floor also contains a counter service cafeteria and a small gift shop which is styled to look like an adobe marketplace. It is easily one of the most popular attractions at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo, especially in the winter, which can get quite cold in Northeast Ohio. One important component to designing exhibits at zoological institutions is that of animal enrichment. Enrichment is anything that stimulates the animal and encourages natural behaviors. This can be toys, puzzles, treats, habitat features, and interactions with other animals, zoo staff, and even visitors. Enrichment is something that the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo excels at. No habitat in the rainforest is flat and boring. All of them have some feature, whether it be a pool, ropes, branches, dens, or waterfalls. The staff also does an absolute amazing job coming up with toys, treats, and puzzles to keep the animals occupied and absolutely stuff the habitats with these enrichment items. In fact, I can't help but wonder if the animals find all of these options overwhelming. But it pays off. I rarely see any of the animals exhibit any signs of stress or boredom. And no animal is ever alone. With the exception of some of the reptiles and spiders, which prefer to be solitary, every animal has another to interact with. Even if the zoo only has one individual of a species to display, there is usually another species sharing its space. 
In fact, the rainforest contains several habitats that feature multiple species sharing a living space. Not only does this stimulate the animals, but it helps to highlight relationships in that location's ecosystems. There are no holds barred when it comes to guest immersion either. From the moment visitors enter the building, they are transported to another world. Everything is carefully curated and absolutely stunning. It is impossible to take too many photographs in that building. The atrium's masterpiece is a 25-foot waterfall cascading over a temple ruin. The main path takes the visitor through the medicine trail, which highlights medicinal plants found in rainforests all over the world. The guest then has the option to take an elevator or wide staircase to the second floor, but why would you do that when you have a hollow tree that you can climb instead? From the second floor landing, the visitor walks through two sets of double doors into an orangutan research station. It is stuffed with props and educational displays to both immerse the guest and help them learn not just about the animals they will be seeing, but a little about the people who call Borneo home. Through the windows of the hut, guests can catch glimpses of the orangutans. Two sets of doors then lead the guests into the open-air aviary. Spoonbills roost overhead while waterfowl easily hop over barriers to visit the different pools and moats throughout the aviary. Inside the barriers are spacious habitats that feature South American mammals who don't seem to mind their feathery neighbors. Jungle cats can be found in the room following the aviary. There are no glass barriers here. Instead, wire strands are used to keep the cats in their habitats. This allows the visitor to not only see and hear the cats, but to smell them too. Beyond the cats are the viewing windows for the orangutan, langur, and otter habitats. The orangutan and langur habitats are incredibly tall, which I would estimate to be around 30 feet high. They are full of natural looking branches, trees, and ropes that keep the animals occupied. The large otter exhibit is the final exhibit in the upper rainforest loop. An observant guest might notice, looking back, that there's a little outhouse hidden right behind the door. This ties back the conservation station that you first entered in at the beginning. Once back on the landing to the upper rainforest, the guest is obliged to take the wide stairs or the elevator back to the first floor and start the second loop. The ground floor is home to the amphibians, reptiles, and insects, as well as a colony of fruit bats and Indian porcupines. The highlight of the ground floor is arguably the most popular display in the building, the thunderstorm. The porcupines live on an island populated by large rocks and trees and surrounded by a shallow moat. In the background, sharp-eared guests can hear a conversation between a young research intern who, coincidentally, grew up in Cleveland, and her mentor. They mostly discuss animals the intern has seen and the culture of the local peoples that she has met. But the conversation then turns to the weather. 
A radio broadcast interrupts and delivers a severe storm warning, and then... Strobe lights flash to create lightning and thunder booms, while a strong wind surrounds the visitors and sprinklers create an absolute torrential downpour. The water is mostly concentrated in the moat, so the porcupines stay dry, and usually bum out in their cave or huddle by the habitat door until the show is over. The storm only lasts a few minutes, and ends with a thick mist obscuring most of the little island. The conversation between the intern and her mentor start up again as the lights return to normal and the thunder recedes into the distance. The storm show is timed to begin every 12 minutes. The ground floor loop then ends with a display to impress upon the visitor that the rainforests are in danger. One counter ticks up the population of the planet in real time, while a second estimates the rate of rainforest destruction. Underneath the counters is an animated display that shows a healthy rainforest being cut down and the effect it has on the people in the ecosystem. It's especially impressive when one takes into account that the display is a clever array of mirrors projecting two individual handmade dioramas over each other. It is a stunning piece of art, even in today's technological age. The exit of the ground floor loop leads visitors directly into the cafeteria, which serves an impressive menu of both typical food court fare and some trendy new entrees. The marketplace is on the other side of the doors. Not only does it contain merchandise, but there are two small monkey habitats by the door as well. The visitor walks through the gift shop in order to return to the coat check and either exit the building or begin the loop again. Touring the entire building takes about two hours, though if the visitor is as engaged as I was, it can easily take much longer. The Cleveland Metro Park Zoo makes its education and conservation programs as transparent as possible and this is very evident at the rainforest. There are bright, colorful signs everywhere, teaching guests about rainforests and the animals they are seeing. The animal habitats have plastic laminated cards chained to rings in front of the viewing windows, detailing the animal species and quick factoids to go along with the wall signage. The zoo is also embracing new technologies, evident by the fully interactive touchscreen LED panels around the orangutan habitat. There, guests can make posters to bring attention to the palm oil harvests, one of the leading causes of the orangutan's decline, and a subject I personally feel very strongly about. There are also clever donation displays spaced throughout the building. They offer visitors options to choose a conservation project they feel a connection to and encourages them to learn more. And the food court has TV screens that show various conservation programs the zoo is part of or supports, as well as factoids about the zoo's animals and behind-the-scenes shots of how the animals there are cared for.
Finally, I'm going to take a moment to highlight the animals that I personally feel make the rainforest special. Those of you who have listened to my first episode about the legends of the wild know that I adore bats. So of course, seeing the Egyptian fruit bats at the Cleveland Metro Parks Rainforest Building really made me happy. Their exhibit is very large and they have a lot of room to fly around. And it's absolutely stuffed full of treats and places to hang from and hide. And there are poison dart frogs, which is another animal I talked about previously. But today, I am going to highlight two new species that I think you should check out if you ever get the chance to visit the rainforest at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo. One of those is the gharial. Gharial are an Indian species of crocodilian that mostly eat fish. They have a very, very long, narrow snout with a bulb at the end. Crocodilians are fascinating just for how long they've been on Earth and how well adapted they are to their environments. The gharials take that a step further by being so specialized to the place where they live. Sadly, they're going extinct in the wild, with fewer than 230 individuals left alive because their habitat is shrinking and their fish resources are dying out. The Cleveland Metro Park Zoo is only one of seven zoos in North America that houses these animals. Hopefully, conservation efforts will prevail and the gharial will call India home for a very long time to come. The other animal I want to talk about is the playful and charismatic Asian small clawed otter. These are the smallest otters in the world, but their personalities are anything but small. They have two modes, asleep or crazy awake. They're also very smart, so it takes a lot of work to keep them occupied. Some fishermen in Malaysia have trained otters to help herd fish into their fishing nets. Talk about a win-win situation. building is just one of the exhibit areas at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo. The campus is large, beautiful, and full of other wonderful animals for you to meet. Visit clevelandmetroparks.com zoo for ticket prices, hours of operation, and special events. It's well worth the trip. Keep in touch with us. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can also contact us directly through our email on displaypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our website to explore additional content and find everything related to each exhibit all gathered in one convenient location. You can find the website at ondisplaypodcast.com. If you would like to help us out, please leave a review on iTunes or comment on one of our videos or streams. 
I appreciate the constructive criticism because it helps me improve the podcast and create the best listening experience for you that I can. Thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Nicole, and I hope to see you again next time.